Hey everyone, Scott and Scott here welcoming you to our new, you too, to our new show, not about you two, Are You Talking, R.E.M. Me? And we want to say that today's episode is brought to you by Merge Records. Yes, Merge. You can check out recent releases by Destroyer, H.C. McIntyre, and Holly Cook, as well so as new albums. Try to get a little more. We need more from Sorry, you. sorry. Can I just... Yeah, just start, start over. Yeah, go ahead. Check out recent releases by Destroyer. <sighs> you're, you're killing me. Okay. This sucks so bad. Oh, okay. Let me start. Excitement. You're an Excitement. actor. Have you ever had to play exciting? Um, yeah. Or excited? Yes. Okay. Try, to, t- try okay. to tap into those feelings. Okay. Check out recent releases Perfect. by Destroyer, H.C. McIntyre, and Holly Less. Cook, as well Less. as new albums from Super Chunk and Ott out in February and... Titus Andronicus pronounced tight us and Ron Do they know that Merch is, know. is telling everyone to pronounce them tight us tight and Ron us? Ick us. <laughs> uh, visit MergeRecords.com to listen to and shop for music by these artists and many more and get 20% off any order using the code REM. And as always, domestic shipping is free. Again, that's MergeRecords.com. Offer code REM. For 20% off. Merge Records, home of independent music since 1989. Oh, I realized you're a bad actor. Yeah. From Chronic to Collapse... Town and into now, respectively, that is. This is Are You Talking REM Remi? Huh? The comprehensive and encyclopedic compendium of all things REM. This is good rock and roll uh, music? Huh? <laughs> Welcome to the show once again. Uh, today we will be talking about Mummer. Exclusively. Exclusively Mummer. The Harium album. Harium. 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 I would love it if they made a a version of The Lion King where instead of yeah. singing those African chants, they're just saying Harium. Yeah, me too. Harium. Me too. And I then all, 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 and when I say all, I mean all the dialogue in the whole movie musical whatever you want to call it i would call uh, it a musical but uh, hey musical fine movie musical whatever you want to call it stage play uh staged theatrical performance theatrical uh occurrence Mm -hmm. sure sure why not fine all the dialogue Mm -hmm. just hurry up hurry up hurry up have you ever seen a play like that? I mean, you're you come from the theater. Yeah, did you sure. get a text, by the way? What happened? I, I did. I, I what's just going on? Got I text. heard a little buzzing. You got a little texty poo. I, I did. I, I get it. Just <laughs> That's fun little, when you get a text, isn't it fun? Yeah, just gotta check, make sure. Ah, all right. Who's it from? It's it's not I, from our I, mutual I, friend. Which, by the way, on our last episode, and we'll introduce ourselves in a second. Uh, we were saying our mutual friend was 
texting us both yeah. and I thought it was funny just because we'll we'll just say it plainly because she'll adore a shout out yeah but Christy Smith our mutual manager yes uh, I thought it was funny that she called you uh-huh. and then she called me almost like she was going down the line alphabetically or you like returning calls yeah just returning <laughs> calls or something but she literally was calling us about this show was she she was she, she wa- didn't call I think she just texted me or did she call me that night she called I think she called us both and oh, then okay. she texted texted me and I texted back saying, leave us alone. We're doing the REM podcast. Yeah. And she, I've never had a call returned f- yeah. quicker, yeah. quicker than about that because she, 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 she wants to know all the, cause she's a huge, she's a huge fan. So REM fan. REM, shout out to her. Welcome to the show. Uh, By the way, Christy Smith, mm-hmm. terrific person. Okay. I fired her yesterday. Oh, okay. <laughs> as a person, <laughs> meaning you no, killed her. No, not as my manager. <laughs> yeah, she's still your manager, but she you was killed her. fired as a terrific person. <laughs> still my manager. Oh, of course. Let's introduce ourselves. Uh, my name's Scott, and of course, sitting across from me, we have from Big Little Lies Part 2, they're lying again. <laughs> Back to the lion. <laughs> Back to the lion's den. <laughs> oh, we have, boy. We have Scott over here across from me. Hello, Scott. Hi, Scott. Do you want to say hello to anyone? I would like to say hello. You know what, Scott? Can I break with tradition here? Let's break it. Um, I'm going to just snap pr- tradition right in two, mm. if you don't mind. Cleave it in half. I'm going to break it. I'm going to snap it. And then we'll see over the next hour or so if we can mend it back together. Mm, boy, we're going to have to go and dream it up all over again. <laughs> uh, I would like to say hello to you. Thank you so much. You're That's welcome. so You've never You're said very hello. Welcome. We established last episode you've never said hello to me, so I appreciate that. We, in fact, have never met. <laughs> we have, this is it. We've sometimes Skyped. But sure. only voice Skyped. We've never so this I'm getting a good look at you for the first time. Yeah. What do you think? I do not like what I see. That's fine. I mean you're you it's too symmetrical. Okay. You know what I mean? Like put some jagged edges in there like okay. I have. You know what I mean? Okay, well the, can I try putting some jagged edges in? <laughs> sure. All right, I'm gonna break Glenn close it up. I'm gonna break I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> Jeff Bridges Glenn. You know, in Jagged Edge, mm-hmm. she, when she she's taking a uh a bit of a, a shit, a road trip. In the, <laughs> She's taking a in bit the of Glenn a Close shit. shitting scene. <laughs> she drives on the uh, 17 freeway into Santa Cruz. She does. Uh, was it filmed in Santa Cruz? Or no, just it a few was exterior? not. Scott, it Shut wasn't. The fuck up. It was not. I have a question. Shut up. Shut up. God damn it. Sh- fuck. Always Sh- with this. Shit. Glenn Close shit. Glenn Close shit. <laughs> Wow. I would okay. Pay, I would pay for a videotape, like a Chuck Berry style videotape of Glenn Close just shitting on a glass table. Okay, I wouldn't. <laughs> and I think we should stop this talk right now. Why? This is because you're going to work with her sometime. This I suppose. Is veering into territory, I am not comfortable. Big with. Little Lies Three. Glenn Close gets <laughs> in on the lion action. Glenn Close in the lion's den, <laughs> closely lying. Um, or maybe you just call it the lion den. I guess I. Uh, I mean, this is your thing. We can honestly. We, we can figure it out <laughs> <Okay>. off air. <laughs> can, can you put me in touch with uh, who who produced it? Reese Witherspoon. Is she in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can get you guys in touch, and you can figure out the uh, 
What, what are they? The tagline. The tagline, yeah. For season three when Glenn Close joined. I had a pitch to her company. Yeah. I, I doubt the person is still there, but I, I remember it vividly because I pitched a movie idea. And the person in charge of hearing pitches at uh-huh. her company said it was the worst pitch she'd ever heard. <laughs> Are you serious? The worst idea she'd ever heard. Not the really? worst pitch. Yeah. She said that to you in the room? Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Would you mind pitching it right now so we can I all don't. hear? No, I, I I think it's a good idea. But uh, so I, I'm was holding on joking? to it. No. Oh, okay. She said it was the worst idea for a movie she'd ever heard. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Please pass that on next yeah. time you're in a scene with her. Did you? Do you have scenes with her or – with Reese? Guess, yeah, are you married to someone in the show? Yeah, have I, you not I never seen it? Of course oh, yeah. not. We are, we are, she and I are married in the show. You're married in the show? In the what show. about off the show? In real life, no. We're both married to separate people. Separate people? Yeah, different. Like, she has a husband. She's, sure, she's married to someone, but aren't you married to that same person? No, I'm married to Naomi. You know Naomi, my wife. She Is, is that who that is? The one that we yeah, hang out with sometimes? Think, who did you think that was? I thought that was just one of your groupies. You thought that I hung out with a groupie? First of all, a groupie? You thought I just had groupies? <laughs> yeah, well, and I would yeah. just be with one exclusively, a, an exclusive groupie. What else Wait, is a do, wife? Do you think that I only had one groupie? <laughs> yes. What else is a wife but a very committed groupie? I guess you're right about in a that. way. And yeah. as husbands, as you and I both are, we're very dedicated husbands. Oh, you and I, we we are very very well versed. In the art of husbandry. Mm-hmm. We're like uh, almost famous style groupies for our wives. We That's love right. them so much. That's We're right. so dedicated to them. I'm a steel ranger. What does he say on the roof? I don't know. I'm a golden god, a isn't golden it? golden god. A st- wait, a steel ranger? A steel ranger. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. That you've, you've gone through 20 years of this movie thinking he says I'm a steel ranger? I only ranger? saw it once. Scott. I only saw it once, but I know it's not I'm a well, steel ranger. Well, it's a very ranger. famous line that somehow has passed me by, I guess. Wait a minute. Let's go through some of the other most famous lines in cinema history. Sure. Wait a minute. Is this? I think it might be an episode of. Is this I Love Films? Uh, well, yeah. Hey, welcome to I Love Films. This is Scott, and this is Scott, and we love films. I, we love cinema. Oh, I love film, not movies. <laughs> films, movies. Wash, wash your mouth out with soap. You know what? Movies. How about this? How about F movies? Yeah. What's, what do you mean by F movies? Can, can I turn the mic off just Let's for turn the mics totally off, like all the way down. We are? So they're off now? They're totally off now. But for yeah. real, right? We're yeah, for real. Just, yeah, we're not doing a bit. Right? This isn't okay. a bit, yeah. Um, I said F movies. Yeah. Uh, and I'm confused. Right. F is the f- the first letter for in the word fuck? Right? Oh. Okay. So I, I instead. Fuck. In, yeah. Fu- instead of saying the word fuck, I was saying F just for our, the sake of our listeners. Fuck. Fuck. Fuck movies. Right. But I didn't want to say that because I do, you know. Because you want to. Time act. to time I enjoy just and you, popping you, some I corn. And you act in them. What if, what if sure, the mayor of Hollywood was like. I know. Did you hear what Adam said? Exactly. Well, let's not put him in any more movies. I know. That's why I wanted to. The F was smart. Yeah, thank you. That's a smart choice. Okay, can we turn the mic? Let's mics turn the mics on? all the way up, by the way. Like, all the way up. I want them really loud. Uh-huh. So anyway, Adam. Yeah, Scott. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> I think this also might be an episode of Great Bits. <laughs> I think it might be. 
Hey, welcome to Great Bits. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're just in the middle of some amazing bits right now. You know what's great about that bit? Is it, Deconstruct it for me. Well, the thing is, is that first it felt like just a regular bit. We're just kind of going It felt like one of our typical bits. Repartee. Yeah, just okay. uh, what people come to this show for. But quite honestly, it's well-trod territory for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we'd been there before. Been there, done that. But then it went down to a new level. A whole new, okay. I don't think we've ever done that It's almost that like there before. was a trap door in the bit and oh, we yeah. fell through and like into the hole a brand in the floor. new bit. Yeah. Yes. Like Lidsville. Like suddenly we've dived into this hat and we're transported into another dimension or something. It was like, uh, no, just stay with me here. It's almost like kind of an Alice okay, in Wonderland. Okay. I'm kind of, kind of with you. Do you yeah. Know what I'm I, 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 reel me in. Make sure I'm really following you. Okay. Uh, remember the Mad Hatter. <gasps> I love him. Yeah. Johnny Depp played him. He's so uh, crazy. He's irrepressible. I'm a Depp head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, he has a whole world. Those crazy eyes you look in, you know there's a whole world of knowledge. Oh, and yes. It, it's almost like that. Like you, there's a trap door into another reality. So and we and took we, it with our bit. We did that in our bit, and that's exactly what you guys heard. So congratulations, everyone. This is amazing. And on episode two, we're suddenly doing great new bits. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. This has been an episode of Great Bits. Bye. Good up. Great up. So films. Yeah. Back to films. Yeah. There, uh, uh, let's go through some of these great lines in films. Sure. All so right. Famous. And famous see, lines. see how familiar you sure. are with them. Sure. I'm gonna start a line and let's hear you complete it. Okay. I'd like a martini shaken blank. Uh, right. The James Bond. Bond James Bond. Okay. And he says, I would like a dry martini, shaken and purchased. <laughs> Close. Okay. He does. Uh, I think he, you know what, though? To be honest, I've never seen James Bond pull out money in any of his Me films. Me neither. That's so why I, I figured he always purchased his drinks ahead of time before he even. So, what do you think James Bond casino? does? He calls up the casinos yeah. and the villains' lairs. Yes. And he says, hey, I'm Bond, James Bond. Yeah. I'm going to be coming by. I'm going to probably drink four martinis. First name James, last name Bond. I'm going to be there tonight. But I'm going to say Bond, James Bond. Yeah, but when I'm so there, don't, don't I'm going to say that Bond first. You. Yeah, I'm going to say Bond first. But right now, I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. Name my name's James Bond. Uh, on my credit card, it's James K. Bond. Yep. Uh, and I want to pay for these drinks just so I look cool. Yep. Uh, I'm going to pay for four. I may only drink two of them, right. but you, you know, I'm going to pay for four. Plus I'll put on the tip. And if I don't drink all four tonight, I'll be back in a couple weeks with a new bad guy. I'll drink two more of that. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll save those drinks for me and make them and store them in the yes. refrigerator. And for just, me. you can shake them, stir them, whatever you want. Just what? know that I'm going to say, I want to shake and not stir. Don't necessarily. Don't make, do, you I don't, don't have to actually, I don't care how you make them. I also, um, if you could keep at the, at, at the, craps table if you could keep the um the volume of the music and all the people around us really low really across low across the table i need to discuss uh and i'm, I'm sort of hard entendres with the bad sort of guy. hard of hearing and it would be as as uh, i hate to shout over these tables yeah. casinos are loud places casinos are need traditionally incredibly loud you very loud uh the person yelling about craps saying yep. winner yeah, if you could just tell, like, tell him to, if someone wins, have him give a, a wink to the winner and say, like, you did it. They also have in casinos, famously, they have um, the dice 
that are super loud when you shake them. Yeah. If if it's possible, could you make them just kind of like round Nerf balls? Yeah. Or or just take take the the dice and, and just put pillows lower, put pillows around them. Yeah. Tape so pillows each, around each, each dice. Individual die has two pillows taped to it. Yeah. It's easy peasy. Problem solved. Problem solved. Thanks so much, Bond James Bond. Again, Remember, this is James Bond. First name James, last name Bond. But tonight, Bond James Bond. Bond James Bond. And it's not Bond, middle name James, last name Bond. No, that would be insane for a person to have that kind of name. It would be a confusing life. It's Bond, cause, James Bond. I say my last name, then I take a pause. And then, and then I, I, I correct myself because you may not know exactly. just someone named Bond, exactly. so I say James Bond. There's I clarify. A lot of, I clarify. A lot of modesty involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm self-depreciating. You'll find that. <laughs> he, he really is, by oh, the way. Man. James Bond is like one of the funniest self-deprecating yeah. uh, characters in cinema history. A wonderful person. Uh, just a great guy. A terrific guy that you want to have a beer with. <laughs> It's I'd like love George to sit Bush. down and, I mean, you, James Bond, you can have a shaken, stirred, whatever. I don't yeah. even care. I just want to have a beer with you, bro. Oh, man. I want to crack one open and watch the game. Let me, let me try one more. Sure thing. One more famous classic line in cinema. You remember the famous shark movie, Chaws? Chaws, yep. Chaws. We're going to need a bigger blank. Hmm. Um, is this sorry? Is this when they're they're out on the ocean and they're looking out? Yeah, at, and they see getting the shark. Close. Getting very close, they do see the shark. Yeah, they see the shark, and so the, and the shark's bigger than they expected. Is that the what shark it? is definitely bigger than they expected? They okay. thought it was. I mean, sh- sharks traditionally are. I mean, they're certainly killers and man eaters, but they're traditionally yeah. not as big as um, you know what they called the the nickname for the shark in Jaws, um, the big guy. The big guy, yeah, yeah. So when they see the big guy, right, uh, they're surprised. They're they're very surprised at the sheer enormity and size and width and girth. So they had to come up this with shark with a new nickname after they actually see how big he is. Is it, so? Is your answer then we're going to need a bigger blank nickname? Nickname, yeah, because they, they know that the big guy. It's is, not going to cut it. No, it needs to be a longer. Bigger nickname, and that's when they come up with the super big guy. The super big guy for the rest of the movie. For the rest of the movie, yeah. I'm surprised, honestly, that they didn't call the movie the super Super big Big guy guy. rather than Chaws. I know, aka Jaws, Chaws, aka the super big, the super big guy. (laughs) And this has been an episode of I Love Films. Really, yeah. We'll see you next time. Thanks. Bye. I was into it. That was maybe our longest ep yet. That was one of one of the best and lengthiest I love films. Really went into a lot of detail. And I have to say uh, that the the idea of the Chaws poster and instead of Chaws it says (laughs) the the super super big big guy guy. made me (laughs) it made you really makes me (laughs) (laughs) what what percentage of people would have gone to see Chaws. If it was called, if it was called the super big guy, are we talking? Are we talking ninety percent? Are we talking like even more people would have went to it? I have to. Uh, I have I to know. presume 
Ten percent, ten percent of those people would have gone to see. <laughs> would have actually the people the who, super, <laughs> you know, one one of the biggest hits in cinema up to that point probably uh, instituted an age of the blockbuster cinema. Yeah. So many people On went the to a- see it. AFI lists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> would it, it, would it have been? I mean, it's a quality film. It's a great movie. It's, it's a, a great movie. And, movie. and and names are important. Yeah. If it were called the super, the big, super guy. big guy, and the movie is exactly as it exactly is, with the same. no mention of they never mention Chaws. I think they never say, "Look at those well, Chaws." They never say, "Oh, we got to go get Chaws out of the water." No, they never say it. So if it were just the exact same film, just the, the super, super big, big guy, guy. <laughs> I don't think it would have been popular. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, oh god oh, damn it! Oh god damn it! Um, so we're. We're going to be talking about the band Harem today, and we're. Uh, if you heard our last episode, you know we talked about Chronic Town, their debut EP, as well as yeah. their debut Hibtone single. And today we are moving on to their first album, Mummer, Mummer, and uh, we're going to be going track by track. Um, talking about it, talking about the passion. Hey, that would be a better name for Whoa, this show. There, there you go. Talk about the passion. I'm talk sure someone ar- has already done it. Isn't there like every REM article and book is talk like, about talk the about the passion. Or Idiots. I remember. Why would they do that? I remember Dummies. I saw Enigmatic for the People a few times, uh, like details. Enigmatic for the People? Yes. What is it? What, I, I'm not getting it. Enigmatic? Mm-hmm, like as, autom- as, as the name of a, an article about. Oh, because they're en- enigmatic? Well, I would imagine so. Yeah. Okay. That's why. Interesting. Um, but first, we want to really. we want to catch up with uh, each other a little bit because we haven't seen each other since yeah. the last episode. It's a couple been, of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks, and since our last episode, uh, I went to uh, a little place that uh, your son uh, may one oh. day be interested in. Um, Harry Potter World. Harry Potter Land. We've been there many times. Have you really? Yeah. What do you? Let's talk about it. What did you think? You hadn't been there before? I've never been there before. Oh. Uh, I live very close to it. Yeah. I live in the, the upper tower of that castle. <laughs> yeah, you live inside. It's, it's weird. strange that I've so, never gone downstairs. So you only the... use your helipad. You don't actually walk oh, through the crowd. walk through the crowd. I know. Who I mean, are you talking stupid question. Um, so what did you think? I thought uh, it was smaller than what I expected. Uh-huh. And uh, the ride, the main ride. Yeah. One of the more unpleasant experiences I've Did you get sick? Yes. Yeah, me too. Oh yeah. Me and I got Kulop, very sick. Me and Kulop incredibly sick. Did it stop at all and malfunction? N- no. Okay. Is that to be expected? Is that part of the fun? It's happened both times I've been on the ride. Yeah, where they've stopped it where in it the just middle. It stops and everything goes dark for a minute. Right. Um Are you sure that you're not having a stroke? <laughs> good. Uh, I, I I felt horrible both times. I had to close my eyes. Right. Because um, if you close your eyes, it all st- you, you you just feel like you're moving around, right? The reason that people get sick is because their their eyes is not are not uh, what they see with their eyes are not lining up to their yeah. inner ear. That's right. So that's why you can get sick when you're reading during a car trip because yeah. you're supposed to be like looking at everything that's yeah. happening. But and it's one of those things where half the ride is one of those things where you're in a, a simulator where yeah. you're just they're just kind of shaking you around. Yeah. And usually I don't like those types of, of rides, uh, but I, and I went on the Minions and I went on Simpsons and all that, and usually I've gotten sick on those, but this day I was like past those with flying colors. I was like, wow, I think I'm finally getting oh, the so hang. you went on those. I rides. went on those before Harry Potter, and I was Got like, it. I think I can I think I'm better at these rides. And then yeah. I went on Harry Potter and Oof. just miserable. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't like like the Simpsons made me sick. The one that 
I was fine on a few years ago was Transformers, but right. then I tried it again recently. I got sick again. So yeah. I think those that, in general. They say are, that they're the future of roller coasters. I, know, oh, I hate them. I hate it too. Uh, and and they've they've uh, tamed down the Harry Potter ride. That's the other part of they it. They have? It used to be even more uh, horrible and got everyone sick on really? it. Really? So they've, they've had to like tame it down. It's incredible. Boy, why do they do that? Why don't they just make a ride? I don't know. It's, I mean, it's like we're all – there's enough space uh, in that I, castle. I, I have know. to say in the last couple of minutes talking about it, I've, I've You've gotten sick, sick again? Yeah, I just – it's so – God, you're a I pussy. Get, I get like all sweaty. Sense memory. And, That's great as an actor yeah, to, to no, be able to great. tap into that kind of sense memory. Is this an episode of talking about acting? <laughs> I believe it is. Hey, welcome to talk about – act. Talk. Oh, sorry. Welcome to talk in about acting. Yeah. Uh, I'm Scott, of course, and this is Scott over hey, here. Nice, nice intro there, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're talking about acting and not about uh, hosting episodes. It's funny in the acting world, you would just call that flubbing a line, and you would just have you to call, go back. You call it a flipper flub. Sure, a normally. flipper flub. It's not a big deal. You'd pr- you'd have to call it out to the crew and flipper apologize flub. to every member of the crew. Yeah, you go around, shake everyone's hand, and from, say, "I'm sorry." From above the line to below the line. Sure, you have to take a trip over to wherever the studio head is. <laughs> sure, you whether, got to start with Bermuda, them. wherever. Yeah. Start there, say, I'm very sorry. I had a flipper flub back on set. Mm-hmm. Fly back. Fly back. It's a, it's pretty much just like a two-week process. Yeah, but, yeah, it's fine. Then you just do it over. But it's what we do in the biz. Sure. Show biz. So acting. It's not show friends. It's show business. Oh, you know? yeah. It's not even show. It's not even like, uh, you know, business show. No, it's show business. It's show business. Yeah. It's not even like, hey, friends, let's get into show business. No, it's, hey, let's get down to business. And make a show. And make a show, exactly. Tell me about acting. Oh, yeah, in this business we call show. Um, yeah, acting is a complicated, it's a, it's a you, big are, beast. Can you cry on yeah. command? Yeah. I command thee to cry. Ah! Oh, my God, that's yeah. so touching. Yeah. Wow, you're yes. an amazing actor. Thank you very much. I'm not good. You, at what? At acting. I'm terrible at it. Uh. You know what? Just do me that, – that's fine. Put that aside. Don't sure. worry about that. Just do me a favor. Do mm-hmm. one thing. Just okay. one thing okay. for me, sure. Scott. As a favor for you? Sure. Yeah. Anything. Um, tell me – just say Adam mm-hmm. and tell me I have a unicorn horn coming out of my forehead. Just say it to me. Okay. Uh, Adam. Yeah. You have a unicorn horn coming out of your forehead. You're an actor. Oh my God! I, I did to, it. Listen, that was really good. You you felt your forehead in shock, right? And and then in disbelief that there wasn't one there, and right. then that's when I realized, oh my God, I've done it. Do you know? Because you believed that I had a unicorn horn coming out of my mm-hmm. forehead, and I, I did. Say, I'm certifiably insane. Yes. And that helps with your acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could see how that was directly feeding your own truth. My own psychosis. Yes. 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 Incredible. Yes. Incredible. 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 That's been our show. Bye. Bye. I don't know about that one. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> I don't know if we'll return to it. Was talking about acting something we'd done before? I don't believe so. Okay. I don't know that we're going back to it. 
All right. Well, listen, if it's if it's I, it's a look, limited series. It's a, sure, limited to one. Yeah. <laughs> a very limited. Extremely limited series. <laughs> um, did I tell you about the time that I got stuck on the Jurassic Park ride, which is a very good ride? In that my is opinion. a good ride, yeah. Uh, I got stuck right when it opened. Uh, I went at six in the morning because I think it opened at seven. And you got, went at six in the yeah, morning. Yeah, I got there early to make sure that like at seven, like left you the could, left the house could, at six in okay. order to got it. Uh, opened at seven, went right to the Jurassic Park ride because yeah. the lines were enormous yeah. for it normally. Yeah. Um, got on within seconds. Yeah, uh, we're one of the first people on it. Yeah, and uh, going up the big ramp yeah. on it, where uh, where uh, you're sort of on one of these conveyor belts. Yes. Uh, it's like a water ride. You're in a boat. It's a water ride. Yeah, it's a flume ride. Um, a third of the way. call it? A flume ride? Flume, yes. Huh. Uh, a third of the way up, it got stuck. And for 45 minutes, we oh, were God. being jerked back and forth. Oh, at, because <laughs> on that ride, it like sort of like pushes you up a little bit and then uh -huh. jerks you and then pushes you up. And we were just being jerked back and forth for 45 minutes while a dinosaur to the, to the left of us was <laughs> spitting water at us. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wow! Did they give you like free passes or something? Here's what they did: we 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 uh, first of all, there was uh, like an older, I think it was a grandfather and his son who uh, were like all excited for the day, and the uh -huh. son had been wanting to come here forever, uh -huh. and they were like, "All right, Jurassic Park!" Oh, and God. within like 20 minutes, they're sniping at each other, yeah. and this and the the grandson is like, "I want to get off." He's like, "Well, we can't get off," <laughs> and it just it like ruined their day, right? Um, and when we got off the ride. Uh, all they did was they like there was a guy going here you go here you go and and it's a line pass to get back on. Really? Yeah. And so I wrote a letter to the company, <laughs> wow. and they had just had a uh, a mishap with this ride where they squirt squirted hot oil on. Uh, no. On, yeah, and no. it was like a big problem with it before it opened up. You know, officially squirted hot oil on a person. On, on yeah, on a on a flume on one of the logs instead of uh, water. Something like I don't know what it was. It was some mishap where like Jesus, some of the riders got hot oil squirted on them. So I said, <laughs> so I kind of took in the letter, took the uh, company through the whole experience, saying yeah. At this point, uh, we wished it was only a ride because that was their tagline at the time. You'll wish it was yeah. only a ride. And we were just happy that hot oil was not being squirted yeah. on us. And they uh, they called me personally and gave Did me they? Yeah, and gave me uh, tickets another time. They should have done that for the whole log full of people, mm -hmm. flume full of people. Yeah. Do you call, by the way, when you take shits, do you call what Flume. comes out flumes? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I had a six flumer. That's what I say. Flume on. That's what I say, which is a parody of Flame On, which is what the Human Torch says. <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny parody. So what does the Human Torch say when he's got to go to the bathroom? <laughs> Flume on. Flume on. Yeah, exactly what he says. <laughs> um, anyway. I do. I do want to get to one thing uh, before we need to take a break in a sec, but we got some viewer mail, and uh, this is directed at both of us. I just received this the other day. Um, and this is from, <clears throat> this is from Pat. Oh, hey, Pat. <laughs> Just Pat. Maybe it's, it's Pat. Yeah. Remember Julia from Sweeney, Saturday Night yeah. Live? Yeah, it might be Julia Sweeney. Uh, anyway, huge fan of the show, he says, and he sends us a couple copies of his band's debut album ah. that they just released, and they're called Hawk Moon. Ah. And, like uh, a U2, as in U2? That's exactly what he says. Uh, as you can tell from the band's name, they are heavily influenced by Bonobos, the lads from Liverpool. 
so thank you to Pat. Maybe put your last name in one of these days. You'll get a little further. Their album in show is business. called uh, The Saturn Return. There's an REM song called Saturn Return. Oh, really? Uh, okay. Yeah. So there we go. Tying it all in. You're opening it. That's great. I don't know what I'm you expect see, to do with uh, it. What, do they have pictures in there? Uh no, but the, I believe there is a booklet in here somewhere. Okay. Picture. I haven't handled a CD in a while. Really? Uh, when was the last time you handled your dick, for instance? The same, same amount of time same as amount a CD. Same amount of time, really? Did, but, which is why— Were you sticking your penis into CD players? That's what I thought you had to do for the longest <laughs> time. The longest time. Oh, 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 oh. If you say it. goodbye to me tonight. His name is Pat Hehir. Hehir. Pat Hehir. Ruben Aptrut and Liam Hehir. I've had it with these guys. Get some real names. Get some real names. I would imagine names. they're brothers. All lyrics by Pat Hehir, except take some time. By Ruben Aptrut. Who the fuck is Ruben Aptrut? Produced by Hawkmoon, mixed by Ruben Aptrut, recorded and these engineered are all like fake by people. Ruben Aptrut. Get, get, get a GTFO, Hawkmoon. Oh, these guys. We, did it come from the UK? I don't know. No, Australia. Brisbane. Why? Oh, yeah. They're Australian. <sighs> yes, I just said that. For fuck's sake. Look, uh, you keep saying things as if they're really interesting and stopping the uh, progress, and then they're so stupid. You could you could say that about me at any <laughs> any time, not just – we don't have to limit it. You're like, oh, oh, oh hold on. Are they from Australia? <laughs> you had already said that. Yeah, yes. <laughs> um, the way, but Max you have Greenfield's something else? in this band. Max Greenfield? Yeah. Amazing, um, because he looks like Max Greenfield. Yeah, good, that's good addition. Thank you. And you another, toss another episode of Great Bits. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to Pat um, for that. And if you have viewer mail, send it to what's our address again, Scott? One two three four Jesus Street. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're uh, going to continue the REM talk. So this is uh, us just merely uh, continuing what you've been hearing right now. Which is exclusively. Exclusively R.E.M. Adam's going to be on his phone getting back to this text of uh, whomever. I'm ordering you that R.E.M. book. Oh, are you? Thank you so much. Uh, We'll talk about a different R.E.M. book uh, that I got. Um, We'll be right back with more. Are you talking R.E.M. Remy? We'll be back in just (laughs) A moment. Hey, everyone. The most exciting part of listening to any podcast, Adam, you know what it is. Of course. Realizing they'll put out a t-shirt eventually, and I can confuse all of my friends Mm -hmm. by wearing one. And this show is no exception. If you like explaining things that you wear to (laughs) everyone who asks. I mean, a lot of people, I think, through history have had to explain what they wear. I can imagine the first caveman who wore pants was like, no, these are pants. And the pants inevitably had the name of some sort of podcast on (laughs) Of course, of course. Well, we have new Are You Talking R.E.M. Re-Me shirts available on Podswag. 
Uh, we got what do we got? We got one that's uh, one is terrific. It's it's like the out of time logo. It's exactly it's black, exactly like the shirt I had in 1991. Said out of time on it. And you've you've worn all of these shirts and rolled around in them. Yeah, so, every single one. Yeah. I roll around. So if you want to smell what Adam smells like, well, I roll around in dinner rolls. Right. So, so they smell. But you yourself smell like dinner rolls always. So it's you know it's kind of like a zero sum game. That's true. Uh, there's also one that has sort of the font that what album is monster. this? Monster. A monster font. Yeah. A fonster. Fonster. Uh, go to podswag.com slash REM. You can get these fucking t-shirts, bro. They're really good t-shirts. Why, why, won't, why won't REM just hire us to go? They will. Instead, so, have, have you ever asked? <laughs> That's true. REM, hit us up. R.E.M., band that is still together. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, by the way, we were talking about Chronic Town last up, and that song that we were just hearing, A Million. You get another text, bro? Yeah. That's a loud-ass buzz. It is. I'm sorry. That's uh, uh, exactly what I said after uh, seeing Toy Story 3. Um, I mentioned that I was going to bring in the— Oh, cool. The original EP that I have, the Chronic Town. This is the twelve-inch EP of Chronic Town um, that Can I, I bought that when shit? it came out. Yes, certainly. Here you go. Is this actually from the eighties? Yeah, it's That's from the eighties. Cool. <laughs> no, but I mean, this isn't something you bought. Like, no, this 10 is years an original. Ago. No, no, no. no. Oh, I bought this at the time. Um, and what I noticed about it, if you look at the track listing on the back, and this is something I was going to get to when we uh, talked about a, uh, an album that's a few episodes down the road, but they list the songs in – they flip the sides in the – what oh, is really? now the actual yeah. – what, what is presumed to be the order where A Million is the first song yeah. of the track listing – because REM would do this thing where you never knew which side was supposed to be side A and side right. B. They would call them different things. Like uh, water like, side and fire side. Yeah, or right side, left side or something something like that. So with a few records, as I pulled that out today, I realized I never knew which the, which side was side A or side B. And I had to assume, and I was normally assuming the wrong side was side A. So... Um, but that's one of them where I just was like, oh, I guess uh, a million must be the very first track. Anyway. Um, you uh, – I think that was Stumble that you were just playing. It's weird that they're listed no, it wasn't. Stipe Mills, Buck Berry, and from from after, from Murmur on, it's um, it's in alphabet. It's Berry, It's in Buck, alphabetical order. Uh, so maybe Mills, they were doing lyrics first. I guess so. It's, I never By the way, it, it, was, it was a million. Oh, you're right. You're right. God, you're so far. I'm so. I can't believe I'm so doing this show with <laughs> the world's biggest REM fan, and I can't. And you don't even know any of their songs. Name one REM song. Um, running, away running from away from, from no guy. No, not running away from the guy. Ah, what a waste of time. Anyway. I brought that in for you to autograph, so sure. if Give you can me find a, a pen. Uh, do we got a Sharpie over what do you here? Have you, uh, yeah. There we go. Uh, Engineer Cody Ryan, do we have any kind of uh, 
You know what I better I, I only autograph with a paintbrush. Do you have any paintbrush? <laughs> you only do it like George Seurat, like pointillism. Uh, do we have anything that's like? Uh, no, I guess not. All right, we'll do it outside later. But um, and you got it, Athens Inside Out there. I got yeah. Uh, I was going to talk about that on a future episode, but uh, let's talk about it now. Athens Inside Out, Athens Georgia Inside Out, which is a compilation of. Uh, Athens, Georgia bands like Pylon and the Squalls. And you can see uh, for how much I bought it for on this price right here, uh, a little sticker price up on the Ooh, corner. big spender, $2.98. <laughs> $2.98, that's right. Now, I I did want to talk about this because um, we, were ta- we, we were talking about uh, how when we started – Listening to REM, we started listening to them on record, right? You you got them on record. Or did you get tapes? I can't recall. Your uh, your very first one tape. was, it was you a got tape. a tape. Yeah. And was there any reason did you prefer albums on tape or did you did you not have a record player or what did I you I never got records. You it, never so you don't you never had any records growing. You just exclusively my, my got tapes. My parents did and but but me personally I started buying 45s and then tapes cuz tapes were the thing. Tapes were the thing. Now I would get records because I could tape them on blank tapes and and yeah, and, sure. and make compilations yeah, but yeah. you couldn't take a tape and then you know turn that into a tape yeah you know what I mean? that's why I got it. so the ones that were important to me I got as records but then I would if I ever got something as a tape it was because I would find it used and it was like such a deal that I but would, you could if you had one of those double cassette players, sure. But which I didn't have one. Of, yeah, standard. Yeah. But it just sounded better. I think. Anyway, but um, you, you, the the ones that I have here are the ones that I got new as records. Oh, that's cool. Whereas um, the very first REM uh, album that I got, Life's Rich Pageant, I got as a used tape originally. Oh, you did. And that was the one that I was going to talk about the sides because I did not know which side was the right. first side, and I always assumed that the album was the opposite side was the first side. Oh, that's interesting. Is it? It's on the verge of being interesting. Um, <laughs> what what I, do I need way, what all, do I need to like transfer it into interesting? All the way up till green, because green's water and fire, I think. Can I see that that one? The the document? Yeah. Oh document. Yeah. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> um anyway. Oh yeah, because one side on document is leaf. And the other side is page. But that one, at, at least if you're looking at the back of document, they're they're on top of each yeah, other. So you can assume that side order. A is side B, you know. But are, but on the back of Chronic Town, uh, the sides are flipped. So who knows? Who knows? But we're not here to talk about all these. We're here to – and by the way, I think – and I just couldn't find it today, but I do believe that I have the record of the album that we're going to talk about today, and that album is – Memory. And you decided just not to bring that one today. I couldn't find it, you fucking idiot. Did you not hear what I just said? I don't listen to anything. <laughs> say, God damn it. Um, let's talk about the album. But let's talk. Let's go down the list of uh, participants in the album of of the band. Because oh, look, sure. if people are listening to this REM podcast. They may not know. They need ba- your basic info. Who the guys are. By the way, yeah. Okay, let's go through them because there's one I want to I want to adjust a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Of course we have. Uh, he's on Vokes, um, which he, is an abbreviation for vocals. Mm-hmm. He shakes his little butt around sure. on the stage. Sure. Michael Stipend. Stipend. Mm-hmm. That's right. Then you have, uh, of course, on the Jingle Jangle, 
on the uh, sixes and twelve strings, you have Peter Dollar Bill. Peter Dollar Bill, and then it up on the bass guitar. I I know we got this one wrong last time. Uh, we said it was Michael Miller. It's Mike Myers. <laughs> okay, Mike Mike Myers. <laughs> Mike That's Myers. not the one I wanted to adjust. But no, it's the fine. next one. Yeah, we got this one wrong too. Who is on drums on the old uh, uh, think, Pound Skins? I think you said it was. Buckberry? Buckberry. 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 Buckberry, yeah, it's not. No. Who is it? I think it's uh, Dollar Bill Strawberry. (laughs) (laughs) The brother of Daryl Strawberry. That's right. (laughs) Some REM trivia that a lot of people don't know. They grew up together. They took very different career paths. Mm -hmm. Um, One became a professional athlete. And... uh, a semi-professional cocaine user. Yep. <laughs> and the other <laughs> is the drummer of the R.E.M. Big, big rock band. But then he retired at a certain point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still made his mark. Definitely made his mark, especially for a man named Dollar Bill. Dollar Bill Strawberry. You would think he would not be making his mark in a rock band, but this no. guy did. It's a silly name that you think everyone would be like, especially when Michael Stipend has to introduce him, you think he'd be embarrassed and be like, I'm not going to stand up on this. You know the second to last song when I go around introducing every member of the band? I'm not going to say Dollar Bill Strawberry. But guess what? I saw those guys play a bunch of times. He did it with pride. He did every song. Every song. He He wouldn't introduce the the other guys. guys. He would just say about him, by the way, on drums. In fact, they were known to just introduce themselves over and over again. (laughs) Over and and over again. And And never play a single song. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Um, speaking of, and we'll get to the album in a sec, but speaking of, uh, I was just talking about Daryl Strawberry doing cocaine. I, I got this book and I just got it yesterday, but it's an oral history of REM and look at it. It's called talk about the passion. That's why I was thinking of it. Exactamundo. Updated edition. Um, got it used and, uh, interesting stuff in here, but one of the weirdest trivia bits that I read is that people would come to Athens, Georgia. We didn't really talk about Athens, Georgia that much in the last episode, but that's where Hariam hails from. Mm-hmm. Um, but one reason so many bands would go through is because they had cheap speed. Really? Yeah. And they say that uh, they say that uh, two Husker Du and uh, was it the Flesh Tones both allude to it in their Land speed record and speed try or speed something. Speed was a big thing drug wise in the early eighties, yeah. right? Yeah. And they say that's why everyone in the Athens Georgia scene played so fast. Now, what is speed? Because it's it's like it's not a, it's like not as expensive as cocaine. It's like cheaper cocaine, right? You only take cocaine because you can afford it. Yeah. Well, now I can afford it, so I'm <laughs> snort cocaine constantly. Speed is a uh, it's methamphetamines. It's is that uh, what it, it's, it's basically it's meth? Like, yeah, it's an upper. It's Gets you up, I think. It's like homemade cocaine. Yeah, Adam and I, by the way, we do. We're joking around a little bit, but um, the closest I've ever been to doing drugs is I watched the Doors movie. Oh man, I felt like I was tripping out when I, I watched that. I was fucking thing. like, wait a minute, did someone just uh, a dose yeah. my drink yeah. with a little LSD? Because Oliver Stone has me fucking tripping out on this movie. Anytime I go see an Oliver Stone movie, I feel like I'm going on a trip of some sort. Which is, uh, quite honestly, a yearly occurrence for me to see an Oliver Stone movie. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. He would have fit in. Why didn't he direct the Flintstones? 
I know. See, that's Oliver the Stone, thing. the Flintstones. It, it would have made so much sense. So much sense. And if he shot it in Flint, Michigan, it would have made even more sense. <laughs> it would have been amazing. He would have been walking around going, Flint, meet Stone. <laughs> and John Goodman would be like, where do I stand? <laughs> and he would have been like, your mark is right there on the floor. You're, shit. you're always green. Action. He would have played his like Oliver Stone mind games mm. on the cast of the Flintstones. Mind games. Um, yeah, but Athens, Georgia is where the band is from and uh, a lot of great bands yeah. come from there. We've have you been there? I have. I wanted yeah. to ask you about that. Have you been yeah. there? Yeah. It's a terrific. I went there for our, our mutual friend's wedding. Were you at the wedding? No, I was in New, Ze- New Zealand, <laughs> and I couldn't go. What were you doing in New Zealand? Wait, for Schrader's it, wedding. Yeah, right? it's odd that you weren't at the wedding. I thought I it was a little weird. I was some. I was out of town. I think mm-hmm. I was in New Zealand. What were you, what, what were you doing in New Zealand? Uh, a movie. Which one? Do you remember? Crampes. Ah, well, that's worth it. Yeah. <laughs> but wait. <laughs> I'm trying to – do you remember what year – yes, I was in New Zealand. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I watched that on a good old plane. New Zealand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I feel like – no, Athens, I was there for a, a, a different wedding like 10 years earlier. It's a terrific place. I was there for that, and then I believe we did some of the Mr. Show movie around there. Oh, did you? Uh, and so we we passed through Athens. Did you go to Wuck Street Records? Where my- I didn't know. I've never been to any of those stores. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Um, but a great town, and the cover of the album that we're talking about um, is uh, very Georgian. Georgian? Uh-huh. Georgia with the kudzu all with over With the kudzu the all over it, yeah. yeah. Which is a Japanese plant. Um, that was imported into the South um, and used as a soil erosion. Oh, you have uh, been plant. doing your research. I have, young man. But it's everywhere in it's everywhere the South. There. Yeah, it's this hanging plant. Go uh, take a look at the album cover of the album of which we are referring to. I'm trying to find a picture of it so I can look at it while we talk. Oh, that's going to be fun! What? Ah! What's going on with Scott? Ah! What's happening? Ah! Okay, and now I found it. Everyone oh, can boy. calm down. <laughs> Let's hear the first song. By the way, this is uh, an updated version of uh, one of the songs from that we talked about on the last episode. Uh, this is their first single, but this is the new version. This is the hit single version. This is Radio Free Europe, the first track on Mummer by R.E.M. It's quite a bit different than the Hib Tone version. Sure. Like, this isn't even, like, melodic at all, this part. Oh, there it goes. Good shit. This is the version that I heard first. Yeah. So, what? How do you? Which one do you prefer? I think we talked. About we talked about it last time. I think I prefer the hip tone version yeah. now because it's the one that I. Because it was on eponymous, I think it's the one that I heard the most. Yeah. And so it's the one I'm most used to. But I will say, 
after hearing this version on the radio so much, the eponymous version I had to get a little used to. Yeah. But it's it just has more energy, I think. Yeah. But I but I like this version. Me too. I mean, this is the one I got you. I, I will say, after getting into REM and then going back, I got mm-hmm. into them around document and going back, just hearing about Murmur and the fact that it was the, their first album, I always figured it would be really raw and... Yeah, and, and I mean, in a way it is. I will say that I've been listening to some of the tracks from their first uh, six records on repeat, on random, sorry. Uh-huh. So I put I put all of the songs into a playlist, uh-huh. all of their songs from the first, you know, the six years. Albums, yeah, from yeah. the 80s. And there is a marked difference in sound between yeah. the stuff that's pretty much like Life's Rich Pageant and Document and yeah, this. Um, for sure. It, their sound so gets bigger and bigger. But this album is really polished. Yeah. I mean, they f- they're fully formed in their first album. It's Mitch Easter uh, is back on the boards yeah. along with Don Dixon. And yeah. Mitch Easter from the band Let's Active. Did you ever listen to Let's Active? No, but I, I know of them, but I, I don't know any of their stuff. Um, every... Everyone says no. Is there? That's really the only song that I'm familiar with. Really? Every everything means. Wait, what is it? Every everyone means no. Do you know that song? No. Do you want to hear a little bit? I could find it if yeah, you stall for do. a while. Um, but I don't know. I I really. I, and then the the great. We're going to talk about reckoning on a different uh, episode. But these first two albums. Good stalling so far. <laughs> this one is. It's still kind of. I was listening to it today. It's, it's still. Pretty astounding how fully formed and how good this album sounds. For a first need album, you just a little bit more. Um, so anyone read the paper today? <laughs> I read about this is Let's Active. Watching. Is that Mitch Easter singing? I'm not sure. Let me look it up. I know they used to play with REM sometimes. Let's get to the chorus. Pretty good. What do you think? It's good. You know, does it, when you listen to Murmur now, does it is any of it feel dated to you? No, I in fact it is my favorite period of REM. Uh-huh. It's it's the it's the one that I am like, man, I really kind of wish that they continued Stayed the same. Well, I don't know. I it's definitely I mean, we will uh on a further episode, I'm sure talk about uh the passion. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll talk about uh, you know rank the albums and all that, but it's this is a good one. I gotta say, it's great. It doesn't see listening to that Let's Active song. I'm like, yeah, this is really good. It sounds like a it sounds like song an 80s from song. 1982, yeah. right? Well, let's hear uh, the second song, Pilgrimage, oh, which uh, oh boy, it's a good song. So wait, you never saw REM play? Is that what you said? I saw I saw them on the Green Tour. Okay, did they play this? I don't. I don't know. I, it was thirty years <laughs> yeah, ago. Yeah, right. Because okay. I saw them play this. Like, okay, yes, you saw them play, and you saw them play the song later on. No, I didn't. I feel like I want to get to the chorus here. 
because it's such a good chorus. I mean, I love this. Uh, I love the verse, but God, the chorus. Let's fast forward yeah. just a little bit and hear what we got. Oh, it's so great. Now, you can't really understand what he's saying. No. He's mumbling, which I always wondered if Murmur kind of was an allusion to the way his singing style. Yeah. And then I read something in this book that, that they were saying it wasn't his singing style as much as his just whole style of talking and communicating. Peter Buck, I believe, or I'm sorry, Peter Dollar Bill yeah. said that um, – if you got to know Michael Stipend and just like got used to how he talked, then yeah. you would be able to understand what he was saying when he was singing. Yeah, I heard that they called it um, murmur because murmur is apparently one of the like three easiest words to say in the English language or something. What, what are the three? What are the I don't know. Th- three I don't know. easiest? Yeah, murmur. It's, because it's, it's not that easy to say. I have to, if you have problems with R's, especially. Well, if you don't have problems with R's, it's a pretty easy word to so say. So if you don't have problems think, with R's, it's one of the top three easiest words to say. I, I remember hearing that. A lot of what? qualifications, yeah. I have to say. Murmur. Meme. I guess mama would be like because that's what babies say. Do you think da, da. Ba- do you think babies say mama it's because mama, it's easiest da, da, to say? And murmur. Are they trying to say murmur? Are babies yes. trying to say murmur? Babies love this album. <laughs> I mean, are they saying mama because they love their mothers or just it's easy? They hear they hear every single word and they're like psychosomatic. Mm, pass. I'm gonna yeah. say mama. I think it's well well documented that little babies do not love their mothers. <laughs> Document. Um, this was all recorded, uh, in 1983, of course, um, and, uh, let's hear track number three. This is Laughing. There's another <laughs> <perfect> <laughs> Listen to that drumming, huh? I know I talk about how loud the drums are, like, almost exclusively, but... What do you think he said there, by the way? A rock, rock, it sounds like done. he's about to say rock and roll is here to stay, but he goes, rock and roll... With two sons. With two sons. Maybe it's Luke Skywalker. He sees two sons at all times. It, it was, spoiler alert, it's how he dies. He, he, he died <laughs> as he lived, looking at two looking sunsets. Looking at a couple sons. <laughs> <laughs> wow, big spoiler alert. Who for, cares? For those who didn't see the movie. <laughs> this isn't coming out until months after. Yeah, if you haven't true. seen it by now, you're a fucking dumb shit. That's right. Let's continue. Precious Stone. Romancing the Stone? Big movie at the time. <laughs> Motion Bound. Martin and Gina. You think he's gonna say laughing there because because no. laugh and then he turned. I mean, this is great. It's so good. I mean the the harmonies and stuff. Mike Mills. Uh, sorry, Mike Miller. Mike, 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 Mike Myers. Yeah. Uh, as a backing vocalist, is he's groovy, one of the baby. Best. <laughs> 
Does he make you horny, baby? <laughs> Look at this and tell me I'm not horny. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> A one-inch penis. Um, so great song. Great laughing. song. We, we can't under... Do you... Do, are, are, and this is a question. Look, people who actually ha- are huge fans of REM are, I'm sure they hate the show because we don't know the basic answers to questions that they spent their lives dedicating themselves to this. But look, you, uh, it takes a lot to make a TV show or a movie. Okay, we've spent our lives doing that. Sure. You know, I've dedicated my life to a craft that has gained me four Emmy nominations, two of them wins, as well as two WGA (laughs) nominations, including one recently for the Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special. Look, that's what I've dedicated my life to. You guys got WGA nominations for that? (laughs) Yes, we did. That's great. I had no idea. (laughs) Yes, but congratulations, by the way. Uh, I was a part of it. You were a part of that. Um, But but my question is... Yeah. Are the lyrics to these early albums, they're not included in the albums themselves. Um, right. And in fact, you were saying you were a little bummed when they started including them in, in records. Yeah, just because it was kind of part the of mystery the whole is, thing. Yeah. That's part of the mystery of R.E.M. is here's this dude. You don't know what he's saying. He doesn't look like a typical rock star. Rock stars at the time were like the Thompson twins who yeah. were all like English looking and wearing goth makeup right. and using drum machines. This is just like kind of a mysterious guy who has really long hair. For yeah. most people who don't know R.E.M., uh, when they started, he had long, long curly hair. And yeah. then I think he started losing it, so he started shaving. Yeah. Um, and he's dancing around. He has more energy than than most people. But no one knows what the fuck he's saying. So are are those lyrics available now? Yeah, or, you can. Yeah, they're all online, but I don't know if they're they're official. incredibly. That's what I mean. The official ones. I think maybe if you go on their website, they might have them from uh, from these early albums. In, in the book, some people talk about like, well, I knew what the lyrics were because yeah. he would show them to to me in rough drafts, yeah. so I was able to sing along. Yeah. And one uh, one guy in one band, uh, what band was it? Not the Dream Syndicate, but one of their contemporaries that yeah. they w- were on tour with said, Michael showed me the lyrics to Radio Free Europe once, and so we would cover it because I was one of the only people uh-huh. on earth who knew the lyrics yeah. to it. <laughs> I think that what I heard early on was that they just considered the vocals to be just another instrument in the song. Yeah. It wasn't so much that it had to make sense. That's And honestly, that's um, – and I've talked about this on other episodes of this show and stuff. I, I grew up – not really paying attention to lyrics all that much. Me neither. And I don't really care. Because a lot much. of the bands that I liked back in the 80s, the lyrics were more impressionistic like yeah. this, where they were about the sound or the feeling. So yeah. I've, I've grown up kind of just singing nonsense and gibberish along yeah. with stuff. And this is one of those bands that, like, who knows what they're saying. I'm just going, la di la di da di la di da la di da Let's hear the next song. Ooh, the titular. Talk about the passion titular of this book, of course. <laughs> classic. Like this, this song, it is pretty amazing. This is their first album, and they have a Stone Cold like, classic. Yeah. My God, listen to this.
kudos to Mitch Easter and Don Dixon too for not dressing this up too much. Yeah, I think they tr- they started recording this album with a more kind of Thompson Twins ish producer for a while. They might have, or the, I don't or the next, or it might be the next one. I can't remember. Well, listen to this chorus. First of all, the verse is as good as oh, the you chorus. mean playing catapult like seventy times. No, but I think they were going to make the whole album with this other person, right? Yeah, and then decided. I can't remember if it's this album or the next one. No, it's it, this. It, one. it is this one. Okay, because I remember the, whoever it was made them play catapult like a hundred times to oh, try and wow. get it right. Well, Mitch Easter was saying uh, that he his goal was. He just wanted to do the follow-up to the single. Like, that was uh-huh. important. And so he sort of, like, pleaded with the band, like, come on, let me do the album. Because he wanted to do – you know how – I think we talked about with Hugh, too, uh, you know, like, why do they ditch certain producers when yeah. they've made such good records, you yeah. know? Um, and Mitch Easter talks about it in this book of, like, he was he was happy – that they stuck with him through reckoning. Yeah. Because he was like, I didn't expect that. So yeah, yeah if they want to go work with someone else, good. I was yeah. busy with Let's Active anyway. Yeah. yeah. But um what's interesting about his their producing style, he was saying, is, is that they sort of do dress it up in some ways if they added a lot of weird noises. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it just doesn't sound of the yeah. time at all. Yep. Let's hear and reckoning sounds completely different too, which is mm-hmm. weird. Let's hear moral kiosk, the next track. A rocker. It's funny, these songs, like this song, I'm like, eh, it's not really one of my favorites. But, but then, then once the chorus hits, yeah, it's I'm amazing. Like, oh, no, this is amazing. Inside the Moral Kiosk, I could pick out that. Yeah. So great. I mean, they were like 20 years old. You know, I I heard that one of the things that kind of point to early success is college students trying to figure out what he's saying and sitting around in their dorm rooms and partying and trying to figure out what... Like, the, the, they had just the right amount of mystery to them, and they sounded... Where people made a cult about them, about yeah. it. Like, oh, what are they all about? But they also and, sounded poppy and mm-hmm. and easy. Well, I also read about, you know, we were talking about the, the kudzu or kudzu yeah. on, the, on the record, and also the the, the goblin or uh, gargoyle on the yes. on Chronic Town. Yeah. Albums didn't look like that. No. You know, but it was, it was also something Southerners, when they saw the kudzu... And the gargoyle, they were attracted to it because it was very southern. Yeah, uh, but it was something that we, you know, you in Santa Cruz and me in California as well, are like, oh, this is exotic. Albums yeah. don't look like this. Oh, interesting. You yeah, know? everything was a very interesting choice. Let's hear the last song on side A before we go to break. This is Perfect Circle. So far, every song a classic. Yeah, I mean, this is. Stone Cold Classic. Really an SCC. Normally that stands for Santa Cruz Cocksucker, like you. Me. That's me. Bill Berry wrote the music for this song. Don't you mean... Wait, who's Bill Berry? Dollar Bill Strawberry. Dollar Bill Strawberry. They say that he wrote South Central Rain, but, uh, and then everybody hurts, too. 
which is different for a lot of bands. A lot, a lot of bands, they're, all the members don't write songs. Queen is famously, I think, the only band where every member of the band wrote one of their number one hits. Really? Yeah. But because um, I think the bass player did another one, Rides the Bus. Rides the Bus. <laughs> I'm, of course, more familiar with <laughs> the, the Weird, weird Al versions. But also famously, R.E.M., from the beginning, they credit all four members with every song. With every no song. Matter, the no U2, the, the Coldplay method, where yeah. it's like, if you want to stay together, yeah. l- don't have your lead singer be driving around in a Lambo yeah. while everyone else is uh, driving a jalopy. Look, let's go to a break. When we come back, we'll deconstruct jalopies and Lambos. <laughs> Side B. We'll be right back. Such a good song. Hey, um, Adam, are you listening to this show? Which one? The one that we're recording? Yeah, I have headphones on, so I'm listening to it. So, okay, so if you're listening to this show, you're probably a fan of, um, what is this word? Some. Sound it out, sound it out. Some. Some. No, some. 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 Some die. Com- some die. Comedy. Comey. Comey. Comedy. Comedy. Kind. Kind. Comedy. King Kong. Comedy. King Kong Kong. Comedy. 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 You're probably a fan of comedy, right? Uh, I can take it or leave it. Yeah. Quite honestly, but. Who doesn't enjoy laughing? Well, you got me there. <laughs> I do have you there. I'm grabbing Adam, by the way, right now. I'll let you go. Don't worry. Okay. Did you know, Adam, and I can only imagine that you have to know, that Stitcher Premium subscribers get access to hundreds of stand-up comedy albums? Yeah, you can hear your favorite comics from A to V, but not Z, because we don't have any comedians that start with Z. Like Ali Wong, Who would Mark be a Maron, comedian? Paul F. Tompkins. Who's a comedian that starts with Z? That starts with Z? Are they doing it by first name? Yeah. What's going on over there, your premium. Like can. Ali Wong would be under A. A, right. Mark Maron, you got the double M's. They have a double M section. Or maybe it's A. They're giving two examples of A. Ali Wong and Mark Maron. And Mark Maron, yeah. Mark's the second and. letter for both. Because right. if you have the second letter is the same for both of your uh, if names. You're, if you're you looking for Mark Maron, just look up A. A. You'll get there. Yeah. Don't worry. Uh, start listening to these albums and many, many more on Stitcher Premium now, for a free month, go to stitcher.com slash premium and use the code REM. That's stitcher.com slash premium, and the code is R-E-M. We're back. This is the first song on side B of Mummer. Mummer. Mama. Catapult. God, this is great, too. Yeah, I think that other producer, I should find out who that was, wanted to make this a big hit. Oh, right. And so they had to play it over and over again. So I think it made them... Were they song. trying to trying to do it to like a click track and stuff, or? Yeah, I think he was trying to. They were saying that they were saying Mitch Easter and Don Dixon. They were saying that uh, they'd never tried to get it perfect. 
Ah, great. So, um... Oh, Stephen Haig. Fuck Stephen Haig. That's all I have to (laughs) say. What the the, fuck has he ever done? That was the, uh... Excuse me, do catapult a few more times for me. I'm Stephen Haig. Hello, mate. (laughs) He's, uh... Can you imagine? Can you imagine this guy? The fucking audacity of this guy. Okay... Look him up. What else has he done? He might he, he might did. actually be cool. OMD, Public Image Ooh. Limited, Pet Shop Boys. I mean, these are, good, these are good records. They sure are. Which Pet Shop Boys? Oh, that, that's Stephen West End Girls. When you're all alone and you're living in the city. Boom, boom, boom. Well, my name is the Pet Shop Boys. I'm here. Peter Gabriel. He's good. Yeah. Forget what I said. Forget what I said. He's No, but I wonder if their first. He's American. If their first. Record was all kind of souped up with all those early '80s sounds. Uh, sounds. Yeah, what, if they, what would have happened? There? What would because happen? this yeah. came out and immediately it was. It sounded re- different than anything. Yeah, and it was the number one album for Rolling Stone for. That's the right. We year. should talk about that. It was Rolling Stone, which used to be awesome. Know, yeah, relatively on the cutting edge. Uh, relatively, but it's not like today where. They'll put like Hugh Two as number one <laughs> until he's sh- shitting on our previous show. <laughs> no, they 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 named this kind of relatively unknown college band as the number one record of the year, um, and it it got them a lot of attention. Yeah, um, I still do like a lot. Um, Rolling Stone has a lot of great political writing, and also they do whatever. have no, but they do have uh, good uh, good. Uh, music journalism uh, what's his name is a great writer why do you bring this show to a standstill why do you bring this show up your own butt (laughs) speaking of up your butt let's go to track number two on side B by the way I was going to say normally Seven songs into a record, they're right. out, they're out of ideas. Right, you're you're just you're throwing done. everything. You're like, all right, you, you know, like uh, I think we talked about with a Hugh Two record, all that you can't leave behind. After track six or so, they're right. like, look, we shot our wad all <laughs> over the wall. <laughs> look, we jizzed out what we could jizz out, <laughs> and now we're just like marking time. But with this record, every song is good. Let's hear. Uh, this is track two on side B, song eight, sitting still. Oh, this is this is my favorite song on the album. Yeah, this so is good. an incredible album. Or a song. Uh, album. Uh, song. <laughs> uh, guitars. Uh, lyrics. Name of God, we all agree. Secret stop, stop it, worried. We could find it in the system. They hold the chorus right here. Ooh, oh, man, I want that chorus. But we got to hear that. We got to All right, let me fast playing. forward. I love that chorus. Up to par and Katie Barr, kitchen size, but not me in. Here it comes. Still, 
they hold the backing melodies too. Till the third time they do the chorus. It's, I heard something it's about song, songwriting once where it was like, you want your verses to trick people into thinking that's the chorus. Yeah. And, then when, and then the chorus is even better. And yeah. that's when you have a good pop song. And that's what the Cars, uh, recent additions to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, by the way. Uh, well deserved, man. The fucking Cars. The first Cars record. By the way, I, I was talking to Colin Hanks about this once. Colin, you know, fancies himself to be... A music, a, a rock and roll specialist, rock and roll specialist, because he's made a couple of documentaries about things. But <laughs> we but, all know the truth. But we all know that Colin Hanks is uh, pretty great guy. <laughs> pretty nice. Yeah. No, um, he's a great guy. But I, I on Twitter once he was trying to say like, is there a better? Um, I forget what band debut he was talking album. about. Debut album with where the first three songs are amazing than some record. Uh-huh. And I said, yeah, the Cars debut al- album. Yeah. And he was like, nope. What what album was he saying? I don't even know what it was. I can't even remember what it was. But he he shot back such a definitive nope. About the that, Cars? About first the, album? The, those three songs on the Cars. What are the first three songs on Just the- What I Needed, uh, Best Friend's Girl, and, uh, you know, whatever the other big hit on it was. Like the three Cars, of them, man. They deserve a podcast. Not from us. No, absolutely <laughs> Fuck not them. from us. Fuck them. Fuck the cars. I won't even even drive a car. The cars didn't last long enough for, yeah, the cars. Oh, my God. Please pull this No, but what's what's that first album? Which one is the first album? Uh, The Cars. It's just called The Cars. Yeah. Good Times Roll, Best Friends, Girl, and Just What I Needed. It's amazing. Like, those three songs are maybe the best three – Song. I mean, my friend and I used to talk about like what's the best debut album of all time, you know? And we would talk about the Cars. We talk about the uh, the Pretenders or just Pretenders, I guess. Um, this is this is uh, up there, I think. But Never? I will. Oh yeah. But I will say, none of these became the radio staples that Pretenders or the Cars did. But, no, uh, they weren't big hits at the time, right. except on college because ra- alternative music at the time was college radio. Mm-hmm. Here's the next track, nine, 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 and this is about Andy Samberg, which I thought was an interesting bit of trivia. Andy uh, Samberg of uh, Star of Brooklyn, nine, yeah. nine. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's crazy, but they. He and Dan Gore were little babies at the time, but REM decided to write a song about. It's them. crazy, but they did it, and here it is. Pretty much the similar when I when I listened to this again preparing for the show, I had a similar reaction as you, where each song would come up and I would go, eh, "Oh yeah, yeah, this this isn't quite as good as the previous ones." And then the chorus would hit, and I'd be like, "Oh no, I love this one yeah, too." I know. Um, I read something interesting about in this book about Peter uh, Dollar Bill's guitar playing style. Mm-hmm. Two different things they said. Number one is that normally a guitarist is doing the complicated stuff with their left hand. Uh-huh. 
and simple and doing simple stuff with their right hand. Uh-huh. And he did it the opposite way where he couldn't really play com- complicated stuff with his left hand. Mm-hmm. So On he was neck, doing all yeah. these like, in, like he would just do normal chords with like and do all these complicated picking things. Then the other thing I read was that he couldn't. How, how did they phrase it? Because it's, I'm, I don't want to say that he's a bad guitarist, but he couldn't do what normal guitarists do. So that uh, Mike Myers had to do the melodies in the bass. And so, like, all the melody yeah. is coming from the bass, and he's just kind of going, dee, 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 Oh, yeah. Dee, dee. Peter Dollar Bill, Mike Myers, and uh, Dollar Bill Strawberry were all like self taught mm-hmm. dudes who weren't, who weren't like, didn't know exactly what they were doing. And I'm self taught not about music, but I'm just about life. Yeah, I self taught myself everything mm-hmm. uh, from, from my first word, murmur. Yep. Up until my, so my last most word, recent word, word, word. <laughs> Let's go to shaking. Great bits. Shaking through is the next. Listen to this. Another this is, favorite. This is another so good. favorite. This is great. This is great. God damn it! Such a deep bench of songs. This is fucking awesome. I mean, Jesus Christ. Scott. I mean, fuck you. I mean, goddamn. I mean, God, fuck. I hate these guys. This fucking music is good. Oh, I this hate is good enjoyment. rock and roll music. Good rock and roll music. I mean, do they pull back on the chorus here? Let's hear. Yeah, they sure do. They do. It's 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 ah, it's it's aggravating and the best thing in the world. They love to tease at the you. Same time. They're CTs with the C's. God damn it. Cock teases with the chorus. Can't play. Wait, no, we got to hear. Time. We got to hear the chorus, but yeah. we can't hear it. Like, I'm trying to. Here it goes. the keys back there in a really great way. I think it's Dollar Bill Strawberry. On the, uh, the, on the old, old the keys. The old ivories. Radiating on the 88. Damn. Okay. He's, uh, yeah. Great the, song. Those old ebonies and ivories that Steve Wonder talked about. Remember, remember the, the cover of the 45 of Eb- Ebony and Ivory where they're just Paul McCartney and Stevie and Steve, Wonder. Steve just, Wonder? They're just... They're hanging out on a giant keyboard. Do you remember that? <laughs> no, they You were. don't really? Oh, God. How terrible. Why yes. did they do that? But also, what a fucking shitty song. Ebony and Ivory? I don't know. There's, it's terrible. What do you think? Of- I, I haven't heard it in years and years and years. Do you want to? Yes, I do. What would you pay me to hear Ebony and Ivory right now? I would give you... Let me see what I have. Yeah, what do you have in your pockets? This is oh, it's two different things. First of all, I'm fascinated to hear what you have in your pocket. Like how much money Adam Scott carries around on a daily basis. But I'm also wonder, wondering how much of it you'll actually give to me if I can play Ebony and Ivory for you right now. Wow, why that's do you a use, lot. Why do you use that old iPod that has there's not connected it, to the internet? Cuz it stores way more music. It stores 160 gigs. Yeah, but you can store unlimited on this. It's just streaming. No. <sighs> okay, you want to know how much money I have? Uh, why are you criticizing 
I love an old iPod. I, I used to keep one in my car because I didn't want to. So you like, love it so much you want to make fun of me and ask why I'm using it? I had a longstanding rule. I will always keep an old school iPod in my car. So I have no matter what is going on coverage wise, I have all of my music. I have all my but favorites it here. kept getting stolen out of my car. Oh, really? I take mine out of my car because did I tell you what happened in my car recently? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. I park it outside my house yeah. because we have – Kulop has such a wide car that um, – Only one car goes in the only garage. Only one car goes okay. in the garage. I, I – look, I relate because it's a lot like my penis and only one can fit yeah, into one, a Only vagina. one can fit into that garage. <laughs> but uh, – so I park outside. Sure. And um, so about a month ago, I go to my car and – I'm like, I feel like someone was in my car. Ugh. And then I drive to work, and just something's off about it. Like, things are in different places yeah. or something. And then I realize the coin uh, the coin thing is open, yeah. and it, which I haven't opened in years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. And I go, oh, okay, someone was in my car. So I look through it, and I don't keep anything in my car, really. Yeah. And I, um, I, I had luckily been taking my iPod out just in case anything like that yeah. had happened. So there's nothing of value in it. But I was looking around, and uh, oh, man, I need, to, I need to look up this person's name because I don't want to get it wrong because she's uh, great. Uh, Did someone leave a little piece of origami like Edward James <laughs> almost? <laughs> um. So, but I was kind of like, you know, the one thing that I have, none, none of the CDs I had in there, Tears for Fears had given me, um, when they were on Bang Bang, they had given me uh, these, uh, uh, the, their uh, songs from the, the Big Chair Deluxe album, uh -huh. and it was still wrapped. I haven't opened it yet, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was still there. Like, everything because was- Because it's a CD. <laughs> but everything was still in there, but I was kind of like- the one thing I had in there in the tr in the trunk, I believe, that I was like, oh, man, I think that I was keeping it in my trunk was this box set of uh, these Smiths Singles? acoustic – no, these uh, covers of all of their albums done uh, uh, a cappella by this great singer. Um, oh. I want to say Joe – God, what is it? Uh, engineer – Cody Rand, could you look up who this is? Janice Whaley, Janice Whaley. Sorry, I met her in San Francisco, Janice Whaley. And I really like him, and I would listen to him in the car, and then I had them in my trunk uh, the last time I had checked. And so I opened up the trunk, and they weren't in there. And I was like, oh, I must have taken them out, hopefully. Uh, that can't be the one thing they stole. Is it a Smiths fan who— How did they get into your trunk? Just well, you can it. just pop it, yeah. yeah, you know. So anyway, so a couple of weeks went by, and then I go back out to, out to the car in the morning, and I feel like someone's been in it again. And I look down on the ground next to my feet, no and there's way. that box set. No way. Like they came back to Do give it back. Do you leave your car unlocked? No. That's what we can't figure out. Do you have an alarm on your car? Yeah. But but we don't know whether someone like has been able to bypass it. I don't know what it is. But anyway, crazy story, what? right? Um, why were we talking about that? So oh, how like, much how much money do you have? They brought it. But I uh, let me count here. Yeah, what do you got? <laughs> this is like a warm fire that I'm by. Wait, is this an episode of talking about money? I think it might be. 
Hey, welcome to Talking About Money. This is Scott. And this is Scott. And we're just talking about how much money Adam has in his old picky pockets at any given time. And boy, I, from what I can see from over here, it is a large amount. And he, how much do you have there, Adam? Well, listen, do you, do we have a, a tally? It's the holiday season. It's nice to have, it's a, nice little, to have a little uh, walking around spending cash. Walking around money. Exactly, Scott. So uh, right now I have... Two twenty dollar two twenty two twenty dollar bills and how much? in my hot little oh wait two, two not two hundred and twenty dollars no you have, two twenty dollar bills okay two okay, okay so, so that's, that's forty dollars oh, are we adding then I up? have one ten dollar bill ooh an oh, Alexander yeah. Hamilton oh yeah he's right there looking at him he's not giving away his shot. No, not at all. Or I'm giving away my shot to him when I spend this ten dollar bill to, to uh, listen to Ebony yeah, and Ivory. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Uh-huh. How, and then how many? How many? Uh, do you have any I fives? Have three one dollar bills. Three one dollar uh, George bills. Washington on them. My friend used to. He used to really want. Wait, wait, shut up. So that's a total of fifty-three dollars. And how much are you willing to spend if I can play Ebony or Ivory? I'll give you one dollar. All right. Um. My friend. Ebony and Ivory live together in perfect harmony. Like I, I like to I'd like to think about like Peter Buck in 1983 or whenever this song came out. In the middle of making Murmur, and this is the most popular song in the nation. Just being like, just being like, what Jesus the fuck? fucking Christ. It's pretty good. That people are the same wherever we go. It's fucking good or bad. And fucking everyone. Listen to Steve Wonder on this song. He learn fucking learned to live. We he fucking blows, and when I say blows, meaning blows vocally. Blows, yeah, in like, a good way. No, he's no good, is what I'm trying yeah, to say. Sucks. <laughs> Steve, I think everyone knows that Stevie Wonder is mediocre. Steve always Won- has been. Steve Wonder, not a talent. Um, we gotta get to some yeah, of these okay, final so- songs. We did we walk. do Shaking Through or no? No. We did. We did. Okay, here's We Walk. Now, this is uh, atypical. This is not uh, your typical REM song. It's Well, uh, this is what I point to when people talk about You're pointing to your penis right now. or Shiny Happy People as being dumb, them selling out and doing big, dumb pop songs. It's on their first album they do. This exact kind of thing. Uh oh, oh. Somehow I think I like this better than Stan, though. It's uh-huh. like, maybe it's the vibraphones. I don't know. I think yeah. Mitch Easter was saying that this song they had a lot of trouble with because it's very slight, and they they were trying to figure out how to record it. And I think they they recorded pool. Yeah, that's them playing pool in the background. Yeah, slight meaning just kind of a thin song. Yeah, like yeah. it was like they didn't quite know what to do with it. Yeah. So uh, just, uh, but it, it sounds great. Like anytime yeah, it's it, it, awesome. it kind of starts, I'm like. Oh, this isn't your typical REM song. And then when it starts going to do, 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 you know, all that stuff, it's like, yeah, it's good. All right. So it's good now. 
Um, this now is it's good. <laughs> then West of the Fields, right? West of the Fields is the final track on this record, and let's hear it right now. Back to the traditional sound. This baseline. I would love to be in an acapella. REM. REM group with you where you're just going boom, 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 boom. West of the fields. I, of course, would sing lead vocals. And then I would just be in the back going boom, 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 boom. I will say good song, not as not as good as the previous 11. No, I, I also feel like if this album's finished with shaking through it would be it would be fine yeah i still think it's kind of perfect perfect in a a way one of the great albums of all time um but those last two songs are almost like oddly enough they're uh, reckoning the next record only has 10 songs on it yeah and this has 12 i'm surprised that this has 12 because it was Primarily In- records at the time. Yeah, and including a uh, two re-recordings of their first single, which you think uh, normally a band would do. Sitting Still and... And, uh, radio yeah, radio, radio for Europe. Right, Sitting Still was hip tone as yeah, well. Yeah, you, you think they would do that on their first EP. Like, oh, okay, now we have yeah. a studio, let's re-record. But they saved it for their regular album. Let's play uh, a bonus track here recorded at the time. This is a cover... Of the Velvet Underground, this is There She Goes Again um, by Hari M. Boy, do I love this. This introduced me to Velvet Underground. You too? God damn it. It It introduced me to you too, yes. So let's talk about Velvet Underground because you were saying that this song introduced you to Velvet Underground. Um, yeah. And it had this the same— song took me by I the never, arm and pulled me across the room, and they were like, I would like you to meet Velvet Underground. Adam, this is Velvet Adam, Underground. Adam, why are you embarrassing me, yeah. shaking your arm, a hard shake? I had the same, same experience where um, you and I were talking. I can't remember if it was on mic, and I hope it was because we so seldom speak off mic. No. Um, but we were talking about Dead Letter Office, where a lot of these B-sides ended up. Yeah. Um, and, and that being like one of our first R.E.M. One of the first R.E.M. records. Yeah, it was my second one that I got, and your maybe second one as well, because you got Document first and then went right backwards to it. it talking think, to that, that big I black thing was, by your mouth. I think it was Document, Green, Dead Letter Office, and then so the Life's Rich Pageant, and then... Okay, yeah. so you went backwards. You went. You got Document, wore it out, moved on to Green a year later, yeah. then went backwards and said, this is one of my favorite bands, I'm going to yeah, go backwards. Yeah, because it wasn't until Green that I was like, oh, fuck, what is... Mm-hmm. You know, and Red like, started reading all their press. And, document, you were like, 
I mean, yeah, it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> I mean, I it's, mean, it's unequaled, but <laughs> but I'm uninterested in anything they've ever done. Right. It's um, going to take something seminal. <laughs> I got very similar to you, but I started one album earlier. I got Life's Rich Pageant, then Dead Letter Office, which came out after it, and then went back to everything. So, sure. so this is the second record that I got, and it's a it's a collection of all of their B sides. And in the uh, sleeve on the sleeve there, it was the first sleeve I think that had actual something on it and it has uh peter dollar bill talking about each song so great and i had never heard of the velvet underground before and this and and this is how prevalent now the velvet underground is like i know most of their songs now like the back of my hand everyone knows velvet underground songs right but and so i i chuck when i was thinking about the three velvet underground songs that are on this record and two of which are b-sides for the next episode that we'll play um, and they talk about how the Velvet Underground, uh, you know, was a big influence in these liner notes. And they talked about in press, they were saying that they, I think, coined the thing that the Velvet Underground didn't have a lot of fans, but every fan went and started uh, their own band. Yeah. They they sort of coined that whole phrase. And I was thinking like, oh, okay, I was just a dumb kid. I didn't know the Velvet Underground. Reading this book, in interviews in this book, they say that the Velvet Underground records had been out of print yeah. for a long time. No and one no gave one, a shit. No one gave a shit about the Velvet yeah. Underground, and R.E.M. resuscitated interest in the Velvet Underground. And so. uh, same with Big Star. They, mm-hmm. they would cite Big Star and Velvet Underground, two forgotten – isn't that weird? Forgotten bands. And now we uh, – I mean, I don't know if you went back and listened to a lot of Velvet Underground. But, oh, yeah. But oh it's, inter- it's interesting to me because this is the first version of There She Goes again or uh, that I – Ever, uh, Me too. That I ever heard, and the one that I was most used to before hearing Velvet Underground, but g- coming back to it now, really know it, it's interesting how they changed the melody so much. Oh yeah, and uh, Femme Fatale and Pale Blue Eyes, as which well. we'll hear next time. Yeah, they're, they they changed the lyrics, I believe, of Pale Blue Eyes, and but it's cool what he says in the liner notes about there. She goes again. It's one of several Velvet Underground songs we recorded. It was recorded live uh, to two track with Mitch Easter playing acoustic guitar and the same mic as myself. I remember that I had to step forward to play the solo, just like Bill Monroe. You you said that was interesting. I I said that was interesting, <laughs> and then I read it and pro- proving just proving. the opposite of what I had said. <laughs> you said it like it was the most interesting thing you had ever heard. I mean, it is interesting that the, he had to play. It's far more interesting when you read it silently and just mull <laughs> and it over not in along. your own brain. Yeah. Um, let's hear one other B side. I didn't hear this for the longest time. Speaking of Billy Joel, the longest time. Uh, oh, 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 I uh, I didn't oh, hear this until beast. until the reissue when IRS put out uh, these records on CD with bonus tracks. This is their version of Moon River. Oh yeah, that's um, great. which uh, I was not as familiar with. So pretty standard, although they do, it seems like in the middle they use a synthesizer to be like, wow, wow. So that's from, uh, that's from, uh, from the murmur sessions? that's from the murmur sessions, yeah. Um, not a ton of B-sides 
for those murmur sessions, mainly I think because they put twelve songs on the yeah. record. Yeah, probably. Um, but they and they had like a week to record the album or something. Mm-hmm. Just like uh, Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah, they had one week. Hell, Ben. <laughs> All right, that is going to wrap it up for this episode. I hope that now. I mean, honestly, now you know everything there is to know about. Mama, 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 mama. Um, let's take you out with a little bit of wolves, comma lower. By the way, in the book, uh, there's a section I was reading about Chronic Town where they are all laughing about the title of wolves, comma lower, and Peter Dollar Bill is like, "Yeah, that's Michael." Yeah, <laughs> just that a, a song title would first of all be called Wolves and then be comma lower. Yeah, let's go out with a little bit of that. We will, of course. Next time, we'll be talking about Reckoning. Until then, this is Scott, and there's Scott over there, and we hope that you have found what you're looking for. (laughs) Bye. Hi, everybody. My name's Chris Gethard, letting you know that This week, the 100th episode of Beautiful Anonymous comes out. I want to thank everybody who listens to this show where I I just talk to people on the phone. Never expected it to change my life the way it has. Thank you for supporting it. I thought this show was just going to be like alt-comedy fans prank calling me, messing with me. Instead, I've realized that I'm a citizen of a large world and that people have so much in common no matter where they are, whether whether it's someone who's a, a, a heroin addict or someone who's thinking about buying a record store or someone who shits their pants all the time or someone who has a kid with cancer or, or, or someone who's a swinger or someone who really loves Donald Trump, someone who escaped from a cult, someone who made out with their teacher in high school. I was able to talk to all these people one hour at a time and realize at the end of the day, what this project has taught me is that we're all people and we're all living our lives and we're just trying to get by and just trying to find happiness in this messed up world that seems so goddamn confusing. Check out beautiful stories from anonymous people on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening. This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Hey, Queeros, it's me, Cami Esposito, and I'm here to tell you about my podcast, Query. You can sit in on hour-long conversations between me, Cameron Esposito, and some of the brightest luminaries in the LGBTQ family. Query explores individual stories of identity, personality, and the shifting cultural matrix around gender, sexuality, and civil rights. Plus, it is fun. We have had some incredible guests. Uh, Emmy winner Lena Waithe? Yes, definitely. Congressman Mark Takano? You bet. L Word creator Eileen Shaken? Yes. President and CEO of Glad Sarah Kate Ellis? We definitely have. We've got celebs. People like Trixie Mattel, Evan Rachel Wood, Tegan, and Sarah, the band and the people separately on two different episodes. We also have activists and change makers in our community. I think it's a one of a kind show full of chats you have never heard before. It's identity, it's community, it's query. You can find query every Monday on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.